Hey folks, thanks for joining us for another episode of Traveling Trivia, a podcast for curious travelers eager to embark on their next adventure. I'm fully aware that this episode might flop entirely. It won't be our usual setup, but perhaps it will be refreshing to some. On this week's episode, each question will be in the form of a riddle. In an attempt to even the playing field, I'll tell you this. The general theme of the round is... Travel. Of course, why not? I know, that's a bit broad, but we're traveling trivia, and you're here to test your luck. A reminder, there will be just over 30 seconds to answer each question, so if you're impatient like me, feel free to skip ahead. Let the round begin. Question 1. I have seas without water, coasts without sand, towns without people, and mountains without land. What am I? And the answer is a map. As an ever curious child now turned adult, maps have remained one of my absolute favorite forms of literature, if you'll let me get away with calling it that. Let's imagine for a moment a time without maps. It seems almost incomprehensible that you could wake up one day, start walking west, and have literally no idea what lay beyond. As exciting as that may have been in those days, I'm thankful today to have so much incredible content at our fingertips. This info we can use to figuratively travel around the globe and plan our next exciting adventure. Bear with me for a moment, I promise it will be worth it. Many maps of today would lead you to believe that Greenland is almost the size of Africa, which we know is not true. The issue with these Mercator maps is one of scale. As you near the poles, shapes and relative sizes become increasingly distorted. Luckily, we live in the 21st century and there is now a way to compare the size of any country or continent once and for all. The following is a shameless plug for www.thetruesize.com. Once you've arrived at the site, type a country into the search bar and you'll see it outlined on the map. From there, feel free to click and drag that country wherever you like around the globe. It will be distorted in real time. Ever wonder how big Greenland actually is? Drag it down to the equator to be very underwhelmed. Chloe told me I could only babble about maps for so long, so my time is up. But seriously, check it out. www.thetruesize.com Question 2. I am a national park of the United States. I am located 350 miles northeast of the ATL. Some may say I'm a newcomer, but I've been around for longer than most. You may know me from my bridge, the second largest of its kind in the hemisphere. But did you know you could visit me by train? What national park am I? And the answer is New River Gorge National Park, located in West Virginia. Way back in Episode 5, we provided the history of the New River. 
one of the oldest in the entire world and unique in that it runs south to north. So while the New River Gorge has been around for hundreds of millions of years, it's only officially been a national park for a hair over two. The 867-foot-tall New River Gorge Bridge is indeed the second-largest single-span steel arch bridge in the Western Hemisphere. And yes, you can visit by train. For a unique experience, consider taking the Amtrak train from Charleston, West Virginia to Hinton during the fall months. Rates start as low as $21. Question three. Let's go on a road trip. Chloe and I hop in our trusty Subaru with the Bubba's in tow and take off from Detroit, Michigan, heading west toward Theodore Roosevelt National Park in North Dakota at 70 miles per hour. A group of our friends leaves the park three hours later, heading back to Detroit at 73 miles per hour. Assume there are exactly 1,350 miles between the National Park and Detroit, and each group takes the same route. When they meet, who will be closer to Detroit? answer is, they'll be the same distance. Since we'll meet at the same spot, we'd both be equally close. In this fictitious trip example, I imagine we all stop for a nice lunch in a park somewhere in Iowa with the stories our friends share putting fuel to the fire of our anticipation. Remaining mildly on topic here, is there a word for why driving to a destination feels like it takes two times as long as driving back? We can probably chalk it up to a mix of anticipation and unpredictability that somehow slows time or has us remember it as slowed. Question 4. What has one eye but can't see, can catch you dinner but can't cook? And the answer is a fish hook. Did you know that you can fish at most national parks? From Yellowstone to Glacier or Gulf Islands National Seashore, you can cast a line and add a unique experience to your trip. As always, be sure to check local regulations regarding licensing, bait, and tackle. Question 5. What can travel around the world without leaving a corner? Answer is a stamp. What a classic riddle. I can remember a time when stamps were five cents, said anyone's grandma or grandpa after finding out that today's stamps are up to 63 cents. 
Rather than argue about the price of stamps while we're talking about the weather, I want to make you aware of one of the most successful conservation tools ever created, the Federal Duck Stamp. 98% of the revenue from these conservation stamps goes directly to help acquire and protect wetland habitat and purchase of easements for the National Wildlife Refuge System. The stamp isn't just for those of us who hunt waterfowl. Since proceeds benefit all habitat for birds and other wildlife, many birders, nature photographers, and outdoor enthusiasts buy duck stamps. For 25 bucks a pop, you can do your part in supporting a conservation effort that has helped wildlife thrive since 1934. Not to mention, the art on each year's duck stamp is unique and makes for a pretty awesome collector's item from year to year. The most recent stamp features a nicely painted scene of redheads riding out the chop in a lake likely modeled after the artist's own experience. I'll provide a link in the show notes if you're interested in supporting a great cause. Question six. Five siblings are they, their color is true. One belongs to one, and four are shared by two. Connected together, some by locks. Many meet their fate upon the rocks. Arrange their initials, and you should find things that are found in a neighborhood. And the answer is the Great Lakes, Superior, Michigan, Huron, Erie, and Ontario. Let's walk through this fantastic riddle provided by CNME on Brangle.com. Five siblings are they, their colors are true, a reference to there being five lakes all blue in color. One belongs to one, four are shared by two, a reference to the fact that Lake Michigan is entirely within the U.S. while the other four are shared by the U.S. and Canada. Connected together, some by locks, many meet their fate upon the rocks. A reference to the shipping industry in the Great Lakes region and the many shipwrecks that have occurred. Arrange their initials and you should find things that are found in a neighborhood. This one may be tough unless you remember fourth grade geography class. In Michigan, we were taught the HOMES acronym that stood for the first letter of each Great Lake. This usually wouldn't be something worth reporting but chloe go ahead and describe the room at least what's going on in front of mm, your portion of the desk which has turned into somewhat my portion of the desk what do you see um i see your new uh hobby slash <laughs> addiction which sounds really bad but he's very into making his own flies for fly fishing he's getting very excited for uh fishing season that should be coming up here shortly with the weather getting better thanks chloe you're very kind me you saying me very into it oh i have five tie or five flies tied so far so i'm just on the surface of it i do enjoy it it's uh pretty interesting a lot of cool materials um there's a bag of squirrel tails over there and some deer hair and whatnot and yeah fly fishing right so welcome to the seventh question stretch <laughs> 
<laughs> that is the atmosphere that we are in right now. And we don't have to worry about thunder howling at the train because the train went by about 10 minutes ago. So we're safe there. Speaking of dogs, <laughs> segue. Boy, do I have a story for you. Now, I will say Chloe is one of the funnier people that I know, only in like very, very small circles and only every once in a while. But every once in a while, she will have an absolute zinger. That leaves me crying. That's a lot of buildup. I hope this actually it sounds as funny as it is. But in order to tell the story correctly, you know, I have to give some backstory. We still live somewhat near my parents. So we go and uh, visit them on occasion. We'll be over there for dinner some nights and we enjoy that. Growing up, uh, we've always had dogs, never been a cat family. So we have dogs. Uh, but the two dogs that I'll say grew up with me were both Cocker Spaniels, one of which is still alive. <laughs> this isn't like foreshadowing. It's not. But he is getting up there in age. Uh, one of the things that Cocker Spaniels tend to go through is like some type of... Um, Chloe, you would know. You're the eye person here. Macular is a degeneration. They get like cloudy eyeballs. I don't know. Oh, it's cataracts, buddy. Okay. Cataracts. Cataracts. So anyway, he's not seeing super well. He's not hearing super well either, or he's selectively not hearing super well. We haven't really decided yet he still loves when the bubbas come over and he'll play with them and sometimes he acts like he's like still three so yeah he's a he's a lost old man sometimes okay now we can get to the story we've had pretty rough weather up here as of late which has resulted in a lot of ice and snow build up on roads driveways everything else and my parents driveway was no different so the night that we went to visit we went and parked up on top of the uh oh by the basketball hoop up on the, up on the concrete in front of the garage door as if anybody knows what that means but you can picture it so we're parked up there and we stay for a while we stay for dinner uh we see our niece and play with her until she's upset which by, by the way she's like what one officially now so yeah about seven o'clock rolls around that's time to go for everybody so we end up walking out the door too we had the bubbas with us to get them loaded up into the subaru and chloe offers to drive back which she usually does we like to switch off the driving that's like another time for another store or whatever but it's dark out i mean that that whole area is pretty dark other than the dawn to dusk light being on or the garage door light being on. And Chloe starts to back up and she gets off of the concrete and all of a sudden there's just a, a tremendous bump. Just a ta-tunk. I mean, even in like the, the Subaru, which isn't a super low sitting car, it was like ta-tunk. And we backed up onto the gravel drive and she's like, what the was that? <laughs> I'm thinking of reasonable things. And she puts it into drive and she goes, oh, could have been Oliver. <laughs> is not funny at all until I explain why it is a little bit funny. So I'm terrified at this point because I'm like, huh, it could have been Oliver. Like we opened up the door. He could have just wandered out and nobody really noticed he was gone and he didn't really know like we were leaving and he didn't hear the car. So it, it's very possible. So I'm terrified to look out the window because Chloe's rolling up on the spot that we just backed over. And I'm like, I can't see my freaking like childhood. <laughs> this can't be the way that it goes. And meanwhile, she's like crying, laughing. As it turns out, this buildup of ice and snow had created a huge bump right off of where like the concrete meets the gravel that we must not have noticed on the way in or we didn't hit it on the way in. It was like a just a little piece that was really bad. But we spent the, the next 10, 15 minutes, the, the rest of the drive home recounting it chloe throwing the punchline out there and it was still funny every time so yeah that was your day chloe that was a good one by the way oliver doing fine he has uh been accidentally backed over by or no driven over by uh i'm sorry no i'm laughing because chloe's laughing 
<laughs> he accidentally <laughs> this makes us sound awful but at the time he was up in my grandparents house visiting them and somebody had pulled him in the driveway he just kind of got caught in like the underneath the car underneath the wheels rolled right over his belly area took him to the vet nothing wrong with him other than he was real stiff for like a week i mean he got ran over by like like a, a van-sized vehicle so yeah, he's a tough old bird <laughs> Uh, so yeah that's my side i have sometimes a dark sense of humor but yeah see that's why i thought it was funny is because the oliver's history and obviously he's okay so we can laugh about it now right that's why i was laughing because i didn't want to like have this end horribly but yeah yeah that would have been one depressing seventh question stretch (laughs) a little bit late in the stretch for me to give a shameless plug but our custom canvas printing shop is open on our website if you want to check it out Now, what does that entail, you might wonder? Well, let me tell you. Simply decide what size canvas you're interested in getting. These are premium gloss canvases that I have printed by a local print shop, so you're supporting local. I also source my uh, materials to put them together through USA-based company. So you've picked a size, and you've got the perfect picture. What does that picture have to be of? Anything you like. Really, my only requirement is that it's of decent quality, which might lead you to ask, but Seth, Do I need a fancy camera to send you a picture? No, you do not. Today's smartphones, wonderful picture quality. As long as you weren't shaking, you know, and you took a bad picture, then I'm going to tell you it's probably not great. But (laughs) if it's nice and clear and it's of your dog, trip, wedding, whatever, a pretty flower that you took a picture of, you just send that over to me with your order. And then I go ahead and do any final touch-ups, add anything, words, whatever you want to it. And then I ship it back to you. Free shipping. Right. And he'll also send you a proof to make sure you like it before he actually prints it. So that's a cool feature as well. Yes. So yeah, check it out. Another thing that's on our website is canvases that we've made, like pictures that we've taken. So some people aren't great at taking pictures if they've gone to cool places. So our goal is to also have that as an option. That's true. I'm working on updating our gallery with a bunch of options from national parks we visited. Uh, There'll be probably some state park stuff on there. Just Michigan in general stuff, obviously, because that's where we're based most of the time. But yeah, just wanted to give some good options out there and really trying to beat the big man is is why i'm doing this you know because you go through some of these printing services and they just tell you like this is how much it is you'll never see it you don't know the quality none of that i hate being detached from you know the end product the end consumer i want to like i need that connection so i know it's the best of my work you know it's the best of my work you're happy with it i'm happy with it everybody wins mic drop oh other big news if you're in the michigan area i guess people travel to it my family's restaurant just opened this past week so that's a big deal if you're into chicken they're open thursday through sunday right now (laughs) and that's based in sterling michigan and we already ate there once and i'm sure we'll go there again this weekend (laughs) and And now back back to the the trivia. trivia question seven i am a rock group with four members none of which sing who am i Answer is Mount Rushmore. The 60-foot-high faces of Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt, and Lincoln have graced the granite near Rapid City, South Dakota for over 80 years. 
But why are they there? And why South Dakota? No offense, South Dakota. As with most things in life, it all had to deal with money. Doan Robinson, the father of Mount Rushmore, wanted to create an attraction that would draw people from all over the country to his state. He commissioned Gutson Borglum to do the sculpting and they decided on a perfect location. Did you know Thomas Jefferson had to be moved? Originally, he was slated to be to George Washington's right, but the granite there was full of quartz. After 18 months, it was decided to dynamite Jefferson off and start him over on Washington's other side. In addition to the move, the original scaled replica had each man carved in full regalia from the waist up. As we know, that never became a reality. Question 8. My thunder comes before the lightning. My lightning comes before the clouds. My rain dries all the land it touches. What am I? And the answer is a volcano. We've covered some famous volcanoes on here in the past, but I feel this is a great opportunity for a mini pop quiz. What U.S. state is home to the most volcanoes? And the answer is, by the largest of margins, Alaska. In total, there are 141 volcanoes in the state of Alaska, most of which sit along what is known as the Pacific Ring of Fire. So how does the rest of the list shake out? California takes second place with 18, Oregon is third with 17, Washington takes fourth with seven, and Hawaii takes fifth with five. Although it should be noted, Hawaii wouldn't exist at all if it weren't for volcanic activity, so that's worth golfing. Question nine. What has 10 letters and starts with gas? And the answer is an automobile. Maybe that was an easy one, or maybe it was difficult. Either way, you know I had to throw this one in here for a good reason. America was and remains the center of car culture. Cars granted people autonomy, and most importantly, freedom. Hopping in your car and cruising down Main Street or heading for the West Coast provides you with a feeling of freedom that is unmatched. Unfortunately, in this day and age, we tend to focus too much on the destination and not enough on the journey. New highways get built, speed limits increase, and we act as if there's some place that can't wait for us at the end of that two-hour drive. Next time you take a trip, consider getting off the highway. Cruise the countryside at a rate that allows you to really take it in. Stop in that little map.town and have lunch at that local diner, you might just find that the journey can be just as enjoyable as the destination. Question 10. You're standing on the surface of the earth. You walk one mile south, one mile west, and one mile north. You end up exactly where you started. Where are you? 
And the answer is the North Pole. This question makes the very broad assumption that you would be able to walk in exact directions and distances in one of the most inhospitable places on Earth. The North Pole was one of the final frontiers, and getting there cost numerous lives. If you're interested in Arctic history, allow me to name drop several books that will chill you to the bone and leave you with a sense of how resilient human beings can be. Empire of Ice and Stone and Labyrinth of Ice, both authored by Buddy Levy, and In the Kingdom of Ice by Hampton Sides. I'll spare you the gory details, but it would be safe to say things go from bad to worse when you travel to a place that fights you tooth and nail. In the event of a tie, or if you're looking to earn a little extra credit, here's today's bonus question. This riddle comes to us from BoardPanda.com. It made their list of top 85 hardest riddles to crack. Good luck. It cannot be seen, cannot be felt, cannot be heard, cannot be smelt. It lies behind the stars and under hills, in empty holes it fills. It comes first and follows after, ends life and kills laughter. darkness. This question really had me wondering if you can actually see darkness. If a room becomes dimmer, you're aware of the change in how it looks, but are we actually seeing the darkness itself or are we adjusting to the absence of light? If I were smart, I'd probably ask my optometrist wife. So how well did Chloe do on this week's riddle trivia round? Why don't you do the math? Choose any number between 1 and 99. Multiply that number by 5. Add 25 to your product. Divide this number by 5 and subtract your original number. There you have it. Alright folks, that brings us to the end of another episode of Travel and Trivia. I hope you enjoyed testing your knowledge and maybe even pick some up along the way. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to leave us a review. Those really help us out. If you would like to learn more about the topics discussed in today's episode, check the references linked in the show notes. If you haven't already, give us a follow and share with your traveling friends. Back by popular demand, be sure to join us next week for 90s trivia. Mom, I promise I will get to the 80s. As always, we at Malcolm Media wish you well on your next adventure. You'll only ever regret the trips you don't take.